how can learning professionals connect with each other? Well, I'm standing in the tomb of King Tutankhamun right now, so I'm not going to be able to help you. But MJ Hall is here to join Dana and Jake on this episode of the Learning Geeks podcast, starting now. Hi from Egypt. Hey, welcome everybody. Hey. Jake, you doing okay today? I'm doing fine. Yeah, it's good. Although I feel a little, we feel a little lonely today. You know, Bob really did record that opening session in King Tut's tomb. And now, <laughs> where is he? He's on a cruise. A uh, Disney cruise. What type cruise. of cruise? A Disney cruise, yeah. Last thing we saw was uh, he's waiting for Mickey and Minnie to come out and turn the tree lights on. So we're recording this before <laughs> Christmas, but it'll be shared uh, after the holidays. So, And hopefully Bob will, you know, I, I'm wondering, I was thinking today, I wonder when Bob works. He First he took uh, two weeks off to go to Egypt, and now he's got several days off going on a Disney cruise. <laughs> and then I know the holidays are coming up, so I don't know when he gets his work done. You know, when you have one of those big birthdays, you have to take off just to recognize. I know that tw- that 20-year-old birthday that <laughs> yeah. Bob's having, that's a big deal. <laughs> the problem is his kids are older than 20, so I don't know how that works. Well, we are delighted to have everybody here, and we are particularly delighted to have MJ Hall. And many of our listeners are very familiar with you, MJ, because we have a lot of Learning Geeks followers who are associated with ATD or the ATD Forum in particular. So uh, welcome, MJ. Well, thank you. I'm just excited after all these years of of listening and knowing about uh, the podcast to be part of it. Yeah, well, we're glad to have you. And, you know, MJ, for those who aren't familiar with, maybe we want to start off by just saying, you know, give a little background on who you are and maybe how long you've been in the learning industry and and then kind of key up our discussion by telling everybody what you do. Thank you. Um, first, just personally, um, because I think that has a lot to do with everything else you do. But personally, um, I live in North Carolina in the middle of the state in the Research Triangle. Um, I am a North Carolinian um, by birth and by several generations. Um, the and other, she says y'all, y'all. I do. I say, and y'all, I know y'all. it's very, I'll, I'll take longer because of my local accent. Uh, but professionally, I've had a very um, in and out route to where I am, which I think has probably contributed uh, to where uh, we are with the forum and what we do. Uh, First of all, I started out in elementary education um, as a teacher in the public schools. I went to uh, Germany as a teacher, and then I transferred to Korea uh, as a teacher. And part of that was all of that was with Department of Defense. So I ended up marrying a career military officer. So that changed my career because you're gonna be moving. And so I became a member of the civilian force of the Department of Defense and was very, very blessed to move frequently, but also to have a variety of really outstanding jobs. And eventually, after six or so so states, I ended up at the Defense Acquisition University at Fort Belvoir, Virginia. So that's how I ended up at DAU, and then DAU joined the ATD Forum, and the Commandant asked me to serve as the representative. So I served as a representative for several years, and when we moved to North Carolina, uh, they asked if I would start doing some work with them, and here I am. 14 years later. 
So 14 years with ATD working with the forum. So what is the forum, the ATD forum, and how is it different from ATD proper? We call the, the ATD the big ATD. The forum is a consortium within ATD. And uh, by consortium, I mean it's a place where members come together and share. But it is for companies. It's not for individuals like an individual ATD membership. And companies do become members and do a lot of connecting, collaborating, and sharing to benchmark. And it has a very interesting history, Adana, uh, because we actually were started by professionals in the talent community over 30 years ago. And I don't know if you remember, that's when metrics and measurement became pretty big. And some of our folks that started it like Intel and Boeing and American Express said, you know, we can do all the metrics that we want, but if we aren't comparing ourselves with other companies, it's not going to be as effective. So they literally said, let's start benchmarking each other. But as soon as they started forming this, they realized that they needed some sort of structure. And so they went to ATD and said, would you basically let us be part of your organization. And that's mm -hmm. how it started. So, so MJ, thanks for that background. That's a really interesting background. And, and for anybody who's inter, uh, interacted with MJ, you know that that military uh, attitude comes out because MJ will <laughs> grab you and say, you are going to facilitate this section or you are going to. So, so there's pretty much a like, yes, ma'am type thing to that. But she does it so sweet because she has that Southern, uh, Southern accent. And uh, anyway, and then I say, and then I say, well, bless your heart for doing that. Bless your heart, y'all, y'all. That's right. <laughs> and, and the one thing that's coming up strong too, MJ, and you know, knowing you and, and also hearing your story uh, as well, it's there's a lot of you as an individual learner that really comes into play, especially when you th think about all the different hobbies and things that you you do outside of work. That to me is where I think your role and and this is really effective is you're constantly thinking of as learner, the art and the science and and how it plays. So I kind of wanted to ask, kind of transition, thinking about what really the forum and, and really all of our experiences as we've worked with different organizations. All of us come from large organizations, small to medium, uh, various differences in types of how we work in terms of if our uh, organization or L&D or talent, how we're all integrated. And there's just so much diversity. So when you do the forum, like, how do you manage that? How do you manage that diversity? And and also, what are some key differences and as well as the similarities between all the organizations and how, how do you manage that, that part of the forum? So one of the things I, when I think about what I do and why I do it, I keep going back to my experiences at DAU. I arrived at DAU and the quality management movement was big. We actually hosted Dr. Deming on our campus and got to see the red bead experiment. Uh, and we had um, a quality focus. And I think working with that, the whole idea of customer service and being focused on the needs of the current, the current needs and then the future needs. Um, but the bigger thing I think is just having a huge respect for everyone, no matter where they're coming from. So one of the things that we know in the forum is that the diversity of the companies 
we have various industries, we have various geographies, we have various, we have public, we have private, we have government, but the commonality, and that's a key when you want to connect and collaborate, is a common focus on creating environments in their own organizations to promote performance capability. And so that is the overarching, we have a mission to help all of our members solve business problems related to building performance capability, whatever that looks like. So that's the similarity. And in the last few years, every company, whether they're large or small, big, little in um, mature, immature in their learning function, all of them have had to pivot to more technology and now to hybrid. So again, those big commonalities. But what we find is that there are a lot of differences too, as you mentioned. So we focus on the similarities, but mm -hmm. recognize that they will actually learn a huge amount because of the different perspectives. Um, for instance, some focus on alignment and organizational systems and others focus on individual. Um, many focus on f what training and learning is needed to do the current jobs. Others focus on um, what would make people individuals um, more engaged and happy. And sometimes they're the same. The other thing that we see is, again, besides the scope and maturity of their learning function, the titles and roles. Um, we do a bio book for all of our big events, and it's amazing. You can go through and have a, um, 50 people, and there'll be 35 different titles. So I think the broadness of our field, um, the roles that they provide adds to that. We have found that just coming in and listening to other companies. Um, one of the things we're focused on benchmarking and sometimes companies think that they need to benchmark companies that are just like them in industry. And we always say it's the training and the learning and the talent function that you're benchmarking and that's your similarity. And you can gain from companies that are different in other ways. Yeah, I was going to say, MJ, in, in the time that I've been associated with the forum, and there are things I've learned not only from the forum, but also from interacting with, with uh, clients who are trying to deal with issues in learning space. The, the one thing that I found is that there are a lot of commonalities. For example, everybody's concerned with how do I make sure that the learning that I'm creating is having a lasting impact, right? And, and you know, we've talked about this on the podcast and Jake's been very involved in the work that we did around durable learning, right? And, and, and companies are interested in, well, because they don't want to be investing in training that's just going to be kind of flash in the pan. Right. So that's one thing. And then there's uh, uh, some more topics like effective onboarding or uh, how do I make ethics and compliance so that it people want to take it rather than have to take it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so so by sharing these with again, I don't want to make this a commercial for the forum. It's just the forum is the place where we've kind of uh, learned a lot of these lessons. But but one of the things that I've learned is it, 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 a lot of companies are wrestling with the exact same problems. Sometimes the, the big difference is the scope and the scale. Yeah, exactly. I think the other thing is that's exciting is when we focus on a topic, one of the topics mm -hmm. such as ethics and compliance, 
uh, what we see is just the interaction, other connections pop up. For example, they'll start talking about a platform. And then others will say, oh, well, I need to know more about X platform or Y platform. And yeah. so then you have all of these subtopics that they find. So it's what we call the unplanned learning from these experiences. That's also very exciting. One of the thing that, uh, things that I've always enjoyed, whether it's my, when I've gone to uh, ATD conferences or Maisie forums or uh, tech knowledge or a variety of things, is the willingness that the learning professionals have to share about the issues they're dealing with as well as the successes they're experiencing. I don't know if that's unique to the learning industry, but it's something that I really value. The fact that people are so willing to share, so open. Um, and obviously, you know, people are still being protective of whatever their secret sauce is, but there's a whole lot of things you can share that will advance the industry as a whole uh, in addition to helping your own organization. Mm -hmm. I think that sharing, I, you know, I often wonder how does that happen and why are some people more invested in learning and seem to learn from every opportunity. And that is, again, the background that I have is this work learn. Uh, I think Roger Shank said many, many years ago, learning is the work. And so how do you learn from every experience? And so um, that whole idea of sharing, I think, reaches into intrinsic motivation. And I feel like those people that are more intrinsically motivated, number one, want to learn more. But the biggest thing you can, the most wonderful thing they can do is to share what they learn. And especially if it's a great project. And that is one of the things that we have so many companies um, in the forum that are award winning companies that have put a huge investment in certain projects in certain offerings in certain ways for example the durable learning and so to be able to share that is really a blessing and an opportunity that people appreciate one of the challenges i think we often face in terms of learning from others is just getting their mental capacity to participate um and what are some of the ways that you have, especially probably in the last couple of years, where it seems like it's even more intense of getting people's intention to stay engaged, to, to share with others? Are you seeing challenges there? And, and, and how, do you, how are you managing that? Because even outside of the forum, that's a common challenge that others face that I'm sure they could love to learn from you on that. I think it's number one, the way our structure is. Uh, we are a consortium, so people volunteer. Again, we have um, many, many people who are very self-directed, who want to learn, who are just uh, sponges and want to, to learn. I think the other thing is um, just helping connect um, what when you're talking with people and we do onboarding. So one of the things we find out very early from our members are some of their big concerns. So I, I think I actually think it's probably a gift that I have of being able to connect people with content with other people and with tools and technologies. And so one of the things that we do is we do focus heavily on connecting our members with each other and 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 for a reason in other words uh, this person has a great program that you might learn from 
or this person is using a tool that we, we've had. The other thing is content and being able to help them make first steps. So again, I think it's all about bringing them together, respecting where they are from, the different, appreciating the differences, but yet having a, a structure. And so um, one of the things that I, I focus on is this structure. And an example is the lab. And I can talk to that because I think the lab, while it is literally a conference of such. The goals are really to help people enhance their skills in collaboration and sharing and in problem solving. Yeah, I was going to say, MJ, just a little bit on the lab. So so the, the structure you have behind that, as I understand it, is twice a year you physically get together with representatives from the forum uh, companies, right? So the 50 plus companies, they all send one or two representatives collectively together to a physical location where a member company has training. So for example, I think you just recently had a session at Walmart um, and we were a while back at American Airlines and I know we were at our training facility in St. Charles. And so you're physically getting into those, those um, facilities and then you have a little, a two or three day connect, right? Where you do activities. Correct. Is that a fair way to describe that Correct. the lab? And the reason that we call it a lab instead of a conference is because it's really, there are two things. Uh, one, it's all about uh, experimenting with an idea, with new tools, with new people, with processes. The second thing is it is not solution focused. It is creating an environment where people can come together and collectively gain new insights through some research, through hearing case studies from a variety of people, from actually using design thinking tools and by ending up with a capstone that synthesizes. So uh, we start out sort of diverging and learning a lot about a topic and then we converge with a capstone that enables people to have actionable take backs with them. Uh, but the lab is hosted by a member for the purpose of benchmarking, but the design is for a learning experience. So MJ had me facilitate a lot of things early on and it helped me to uh, get over some of my jumpiness when being in front of people. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, I think there was, there was, a, there was a lot of value in being able to stand up in front of peers and and share a point of view and then in some cases defend a point of view uh and in some cases have to correct my point of view because of new information that was gleaned from it right um and and you know now i'm to the stage where you know it's like i'll put out a point of view and people poke holes at it. it's like oh great now i now i have a better perspective it's not, you know i don't take it personally mm -hmm. so i think you know, and I, MJ, I think a lot of that development, not all of it, but I think a lot of that had to do with the opportunity that I've had in the forum. And I, I think too with MJ, with the, the structure that the, the lab has is, is actually something I think any organization can do internally as a yeah. great mechanism for a constant learning and development uh, culture, whether or not it's in within your L&D teams or it's something you can utilize across different functions or practices, depending on the size of your organization. But it's, it's really an open space for candor like to like dana says it's mm -hmm. it's something i yeah. can pitch i can share 
I could treat that as just an element for me to test my ideas and thinking and then truly just be okay with giving feedback because I, I think the thing in that structure, it's, it's, it's really a safe environment for that, that um, feedback to come at a, at a, at a place that's, that's a, has like has meaningful uh there's nothing negative to it there's just trying to help you to learn better so i i do think that this is something that you know listeners that even if you're your organization or you if you're a consultant or anybody that's more one-off you can't participate in the atd forum it's mechanisms that you can actually take back and apply it yeah exactly and we actually i actually started working with david langford many many years ago at dau and I've written about this several places and times, but this was sort of the format that we used with project management teams. And again, I saw the value of it as and coming in over time. Uh, literally, we would come in and run these mini labs over time of the project as they progressed. And um, seeing the value of that and seeing the ability to build their capability with tools, with learning about themselves, learning about their team and growing that problem solving skills uh, was, was really excellent. So again, it is definitely something that I think can be used any, in any group. So part of what I'm hearing is even if, you're, even if you're not able to be part of the forum, there may be a way that you can contribute or still still benefit if you're newer to the learning function? Yes, lots of opportunities. We write, hopefully monthly going forward, uh, about what we're doing in the forum. Um, we have blogs. Uh, I write a blog. Other people in the forum write blogs. So again, just going to ATD and reading mm, the blogs, okay. and especially the ones about tools and techniques that are being used in the forum. Um, and there are other ways to learn about putting a, a consortium or a group or a team together uh, to build that. Uh, you two have published excellent things in terms of creating learning environments that work. And so this one is just a, a bit different. We were written up in the Oxford Handbook um, several years ago, and there's an excellent overview of everything we do in there. So that's another opportunity to be able to um, understand. And I, I think it's very important to say that the big pillars um, of understanding the common goal, common purpose, a network of people that want to be involved, a collaborative mindset where people trust and respect each other, a structured and guided process, technology that holds it all together and helps people communicate using tools and techniques, especially agile, lean, uh, design thinking and other problem solving tools, and then intentionally learning about the learning. So those are the, uh, the core pillars that we use in some way. Um, and, and it's and those can be leveraged by anybody. Exactly. Those pillars. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. And and those we've picked up along the way from a variety, as I said, from a variety of of roles and responsibilities. But um, for example, I think you were one of the people that might have introduced me to game storming many many years ago. Uh, again, design thinking focus. Uh, pro I I say to young people, 
the couple of things you everyone needs to know and it's not just being how to be um a good leader and leadership skills but it's problem solving skills having a standardized i always go back to the plan do study back uh, plan do study act of quality but literally having a problem solving and then having an understanding of how to bring groups together to build a community that respects and that honors the voice of everyone in the group and then to get to work and periodically reflect and learn about your learning and not only about the process, about the problem, about each other, but about yourself. So MJ, you, you've been doing this for 14 years with the forum. And I'm imagining that everything has gone perfectly well as you've been executing this. But just in case it hasn't, is there anything that you have learned from failure? Because we know that failure is a great way to make learning stick. Or has it all gone just perfect? Well, we have a philosophy in the forum. Besides um, experimentation, we're all about getting better at getting better. So we really embed a continuous improvement mindset. There have been things that didn't go so well. And I will tell you the one that was the most uh, critical. We were looking at um, the design and we had the people, everyone was staying at the hotel that provided breakfast. And so we were not going to provide breakfast. And everyone walked in at 8.15 and there was no coffee and that was a disaster it took <laughs> it took a lot of time and a lot of dancing to get those folks happy because they were very unhappy <laughs> well looking at the clock uh on the wall we are about out of time so mj first of all thank you so much the other thing i want to kind of just take away for our listeners too is kind of coming back to even if you can't join the forum and you want to implement this within your organization, at least the concept of of thinking about a forum, learning from each other, from a social element, MJ is one of those types of people that you do need on to, to make this run. Because I think one thing that you do really well, MJ, is you see this the larger picture and like you're saying, bringing together commonalities, finding relevancy. And that to me is important because you can't build the environment and hope people come there has to be a purpose for it. So that's the one takeaway I definitely have is how do you replicate an MJ? So maybe that is the, the, the rule here going forward. Where's my MJ? And then that can create these communities that I think are really important. So first off, MJ, thank you so much for coming. Um, for anybody that wants to get, uh, contact you going forward, what's the best way to contact you? I'm on LinkedIn, MJ Hall on LinkedIn. Perfect. Well, thanks again, MJ, for joining the show. And and again, on behalf of Dana, MJ, and myself, and Bob, who's ever in Egypt or on his cruise, wherever he's at. He's with Minnie. He's with Minnie Mouse. <laughs> Thank you. I, I understand that he's uh, coordinating with SpaceX to be one of the first people to go to Mars. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe tomorrow he'll be on rumor, some but... Star Wars adventure. Who knows? But anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening and look forward to being with you on the next episode of The Learning Geeks coming soon. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody.